As you stare at the single blue line on the stick someone just peed on, you pray. Some pray for it to stay the single blue line. And some pray for a second line to slowly fade into existence. If you're listening to this podcast, you have probably seen the two blue lines. This is the Two Blue Lines Podcast, a pregnancy podcast for men. This show should never be confused for medical advice. Always talk to a doctor for that. We exist to bring you solid dad information as you navigate pregnancy. But enough introduction. Let's get into it. All right, dads, gear up. It's officially crunch time for this episode. At any time, the mother of your child might go into labor. That means even as you listen to this episode, you best be keeping your ear out for that womb balloon to pop. Actually, things aren't really that dire, even though it might start feeling that way. It is true that during this time period, the mark for your doctor allowing birth if it begins occurs. That is not usually what happens though. So take a deep breath and focus on the slow and steady race towards the birthing finish line. As you keep your eyes and ears out for the beginning of labor, let's cover some important topics in this episode. We will cover weeks 31 to 35 of pregnancy for both mom and baby as well as what it means to develop a birth plan. This is a super important episode, guys. We are going to be covering some important topics. So pay attention, pull out your notepad and your pen, and take some notes. Actually, you don't have to do that because we will have show notes with all of this stuff attached to this episode, wherever you got it. So first off, your baby. Your baby during this time is going to start slowing down and bulking up. They are going to be preparing their immune system to fight off the big bad COVID bugs on the outside, and they are going to finish growing all of their organs. Now that's got to be a milestone. If you were playing Xbox, you would get an achievement for finishing finishing off all of your organs. That's pretty cool. Their movements on the inside will be larger, and there, there will be a good chance that they will end up head down in the womb by the end of week 35. However, if you leave a doctor's appointment and your baby is still heads up, that is not a reason for you to freak out. There is still time for baby to flip. Now, if baby tries to be born head up, that's called being born breech. That's not normally something that we want to see. We want to see baby head down. Uh, If you've never been through this before, that's a little piece of information that I didn't know the first time through. Now, mom, on the other hand, is going to be getting ready for birth as well. Her breast could start leaking what is called colostrum, which is like the super thick, healthy milk that mom produces for the baby's first few days. Her diet, exercise, and sleep are all going to be very, very important during this phase, but they could change as she continues through the pregnancy. The baby's foot kicking her stomach 
and bladder at the same time could be keeping her from eating large meals and from sleeping well because she has to, you know, jump up and run to the bathroom every time baby takes her karate kick at her bladder. During this time, if they haven't started already, there's a pretty good chance that mom's going to start feeling practice contractions that are called Braxton Hicks. This is nothing to freak out about, but definitely call your doctor if these contractions are super intense, if they're within the guideline that your doctor gave for normal birthing contractions, or if they don't stop and they, they continue going on for a long while. The last thing I'm going to mention about mom for this episode is that you should both be on the lookout for swelling that seems excessive in her face, in her legs, in her feet. Uh, you should be on the lookout for vision going blurry or other abnormal things like not needing to pee or major headaches. In fact, call your doctor immediately if she has severe headaches, blurred vision, severe pain in her abdomen, or severe shortness of breath. These things could all be symptoms of what's called preeclampsia which is a leading cause of moms dying in childbirth, even in today's age. We're not going to get into what preeclampsia is. That's easy enough to Google or ask your doctor about. Uh, but I actually just had a dad tell me a story about his son's birth. They had to rush into the doctor due to his wife's pain in her abdomen. It turned out to be preeclampsia, and the doctor told him that if he had been half an hour later that they would be having a very different conversation about mom not living through childbirth. It, it can be super scary. Praise God, he was around to help her think through her symptoms and get her into the doctor when she needed to go. Me saying this is not intended to frighten you. It's something that you can help look out for with her. And remember, dad's job through pregnancy is to support, support, paint and support hey there sorry to interrupt your episode but no one ever listens to the end of podcasts and we just have to say a couple of programming things we want to say a quick thank you to the you medical and fatherhood academy team for making this podcast possible we don't have any sponsors for this show it is a you medical and fatherhood academy production find both organizations on social media at you medical and at fatherhood academy if you need to find Brandon personally, just look him up on social media platforms at Seminary Dad. A special thank you to whattoexpect.com. They have been an awesome resource for this podcast and for parents everywhere. Lastly, thank you to bestsound.com for putting out royalty-free music for us to use on this podcast. You guys rock. With that, I will let you get back to the episode. All right, now that we're through baby and mom, we finally made it to the labor and delivery birth plan. There are many guys that, that I talk to who have not taken the time to think through what labor and delivery is going to look like for them. Especially, they haven't taken the time to have that conversation with mom. That's not saying anything bad about them, but it is an important thing for you and your partner to think through together. The reality is that there are many decisions to be made throughout the labor process throughout the birth process and when she is having mind-numbing contractions it is probably not the best time to be having these conversations like hey honey i know you're in the middle of a contraction right now but what kind of music do you want what how do you want the lights over here no have the conversations beforehand 
If you don't know, a birth plan is often a written or at least a spoken list of decisions that you make before labor begins. It's best to talk to your doctor about these things during one of her appointments so that they can help think through the details of what you you both want. And that helps communicate to them what you are hoping for, or what she is hoping for, really. This plan can cover things as simple as wanting the lights to be dimmed to things as complex as who makes medical decisions if mom is unconscious. So with that in mind, here are some important things to talk through with your partner. So this first one can be a little bit contentious. Uh, Often there's some disagreements surrounding this. But the first thing to think through for your birth plan is who should be present in the delivery room. Obviously doctors and nurses or maybe midwife and doula, uh, depends on your setup. Do you want her mom in the room? Do you want your mom in the room? Are there gonna be dads in the room? Are there gonna be brothers and sisters? Are there gonna be other dudes, friends, family? Are, are you gonna have a photographer, a videographer taking photos and videos of the birth process? Do you, do you want to be in the room or are you gonna faint? Talking through this and having this on the list actually helps you and the hospital staff give a thumbs up or a thumbs down to pushy family members or friends who really, really, really want to be in there. But, you know, maybe you guys need some space as she's laboring, uh, going through the birth process. Talking to your hospital about their policy on this is very important as well. During recent COVID restrictions, many dads were unable to be in the room with mom and baby, even though they were on the birth plan. Hospitals might have a limit as to who can be in the room. They might have a limit on how many people can be in the room. There might be no limit at all, depending on which hospital, depending on the setting, all that kind of stuff. So make sure you're talking to the people that you need to talk to about this. Now, the second consideration is a big one. Talk about medication. One of the biggest decisions she will make regarding labor will be regarding epidurals and pain medication. She has a choice to make. Does she want to have baby naturally? Or does she want the aid of something to help her get through the pain? Many doctors will discourage having a natural birth due to the pain. But really, it is her choice. If you don't know what an epidural is, talk to her doctor for some official information. But in essence, it's a nerve block that's injected into her spine to help control the amount of pain that she feels. Many moms will be scared out of this procedure because of the stories that they hear and read about the complications related to it. My wife had my daughter naturally, and she had my son with an epidural, and she would encourage any mom to do their own research. This is not a plug for either way. Really, truly, it is up to her. There are pros and cons to both sides. Another big part of this conversation is regarding pain meds that can be given to her through IV. Again, talk to her doctor about what this is and what the complications could be, should be before administering this. Uh, The most important thing about this conversation is for you and mom to both be on the same page. If she wants to do it naturally and you have a nurse in the room pushing an epidural, part of your support will be to help communicate her wishes. That's an important support role. Part of your support is to 
help her think through this portion because really mom going into child childbirth that's a scary thing and they will often need someone to talk through all of these things with now regardless of your stance on medicine start talking through what it looks like to help her manage pain and what your role in that should be my wife and i had a beautiful plan for this uh, I was supposed to talk to her. I was supposed to have cards ready so that she could focus on something else. We brought DVDs to the to the delivery room just in case it took a little bit too much time. And the reality of labor was way different. I My role morphed from being a labor coach into being a masseuse because all she needed from me was not my words, but she needed me rubbing her lower back as hard as I could for the entire labor the first time. The second time she had the epidural, she was chill. She was cool. Um, the third thing that you should be looking at for your birth plan is interventions. Now this should have been part of your birthing class if you took my advice from a couple of episodes ago. This should have been part of your birthing class. You should have been exposed to a lot of different birthing interventions that can be used as complications arise. Things like forceps that are used to grasp baby's head and help pull them out or situate them. Vacuum suction and birthing positions are all part of this conversation. Talk to her doctor about which interventions they use most commonly and what the risks are. This is an important conversation to have. There are also a couple of things that I would recommend you asking about specifically. The first thing is called an episiotomy. Episiotomy. This is a small surgical cut made in the vagina to help prevent tearing. If you think that sounds painful, it's because it, it will be, especially if she doesn't have the epidural. Some doctors do this as a matter of routine. They... they say it's better to tear, better to make the incision than to tear and some do this only as necessary but that is an important thing for you to ask about there's often a trade-off with this intervention because some women don't tear and they don't need the extra help preventing the tear the cut can prolong mom's recovery time when it wasn't needed and it can be a painful recovery if she tears during birth that can also have a similar effect, but it can be much more uncontrolled and tear in directions that are much more hazardous. Uh, there, there is a trade-off here, but for your doctor to do something that is routine that you guys haven't talked about, it, it is a good conversation to bring up with them. Whatever she decides, it's worth talking about and writing your, her wishes into the birth plan. The second thing to talk through with your doctor is when they consider it necessary to do a C-section. I've heard horror stories of doctors that are so busy that as soon as something goes wrong uh, or as soon as the labor is taking too long, oh, C-section it is. Other doctors are like only when it's life-threatening, only when it makes absolute sense and we've tried everything else. You can put in your birth plan your criteria for a C-section, although... I would mention if her or baby's life is in danger, the chances are good that no one is going to check the birth plan that you brought before rushing her into surgery. So just keep this in mind, have the conversation with your doctor and develop the birth plan. 
The last major consideration that I would encourage every couple to think through is baby care. When baby comes out, where do they go? Who do they go with? What happens to them? If you don't think about it, if you don't ask about it, you'll never know. Skin-to-skin contact is often encouraged for baby as soon as possible because of the health benefits. This means that baby comes out, the doctor and nurses are going to make sure they're okay, and then they'll place baby on mom's chest for skin-to-skin contact time as soon as possible. Often parents will also want baby to try and nurse as soon as possible. There are some things that a doctor and nurse are going to have to do just to make sure baby's okay. But did you know that breastfeeding is a learned skill for both mom and baby? This is something that the sooner baby gets practice at, the better chance they will have at making a good, strong latch early on. My wife and I also wanted to give our kids a break after birth before beginning to administer vaccination shots. Our hospital said these are the things that we do routine uh, after baby's born, and we asked them to hold off on some of the vaccinations. Uh, We aren't anti-vaxxers by any means, but we wanted to slow down and give our kids a chance to adjust at every step. So we talked to our pediatrician, we talked to our doctor, we wrote it in our birth plan, and we said, the day of, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, but we're going to hold off on these other shots because we don't want them to pop out and start getting poked with needles. Let's, let's give them a chance to breathe. That was a decision that we made. But it's an important thing for you and the mother of your baby to think through before you get there. Put it in your birth plan. Write it down. Having said all of that, there are so many more things that you can put into your birth plan depending on the circumstances and where she's going to be laboring and giving birth. But one of the most important things of this process is for you to both think through it together and to communicate it with your doctor. Don't be afraid to step in if someone in the process is pressuring change. For instance, our doctor was fairly pushy when it came to the epidural. We asked why, and it kind of seemed like It was because it was inconvenient for him, for mom to be in that much pain. Even though he packaged it as concern for my wife, it was, it was clear. He just, he didn't want her to not have the epidural because he was kind of busy. Our labor nurse, the first time through was a huge help to my wife giving birth naturally. She was a big fan of natural birth. Uh, We didn't plan that, but she really coached my wife through the entire process. Our second nurse was pushing the epidural. She said, why suffer? Why, why go through this pain? And so before each of our births, we talked about it. We, we decided together if she wanted that, if she wanted the epidural or if she wanted something else. So long as it is safe to do so, it is okay to ask for her desires regarding the birth plan to be respected. That is an important thing. Now, before we end this episode, I want to note one last really important thing. If you are not married to the woman carrying your child, you are going to have more difficulty in talking to doctors and nurses. I'm not a lawyer, but from everything that I've found, from all of my experiences, at least in Washington State, you will be considered dad automatically if you are married to mom. 
if you are not married, they will assume that you are not dad. They, they won't assume that you are the dad, even if you say that you are. This means that giving consent to surgeries, having a voice that is heard in conversations, and making medical decisions will likely be given to the next of kin or solely to mom. She can write your name on the birth certificate to establish paternity, but even this has its limitations without a paternity test establishing your biological connection to your child. Now, that might seem stupid, that might seem silly, but I've heard story after story after story of dads being frustrated about not being able to make a decision for their kid. If you are able to, and she says yes, marry her before the birth of your child. This not only helps in the delivery room, but it also has a dramatic impact on the life of your relationship and the life of your child. It is an important thing to talk through and think through because marriage is not just a piece of paper. It affects things. And with that somber note, I'm out. Next episode, we are talking about pregnancy weeks 36 through 40. We are talking about car seats, and we are talking about things that you can do to prepare for the hospital. So, until next time, dads, enjoy pregnancy. Pregnancy.